more people more like Jesus, yeah? To God be the glory, amen. Right, we want to thank God for what He has done through Grace Missions uh, throughout the years, uh, 40 years. And you know what we are doing at Grace Missions is really about reclaiming the nations, okay? And this is really part of the sovereign plan of God. So, well, um, thank you, Aaron, for introducing me. Well, um, my name is Pastor Matthew. It's great to be speaking to you today. Thank you for giving me the chance to speak to you about missions. You know, for the most of you, um, this will probably be the first time that uh, you are hearing me speak at Next Gen. So, um, I'm currently the, uh, in, uh, serving in Grace Missions as the country director for India and Bangladesh, and at the same time leading the Healing Room Ministry for Grace Assembly. So, what this means is that normally for a typical month, I will be overseas two, um, two weeks of the month. And then for the next two weeks when I'm back, I will be involved with the Healing Room Ministry in Grace Assembly, praying for the sick. So, when I'm overseas, right, one of my, uh, two of my favourite things to do, right, is really to do um, gospel crusades. And what, what is gospel crusades? Gospel crusades is, the, is um, basically like outdoor rallies, but we always hold them in the jungles. Why, why jungles? Because nobody go there. Yeah, no, no mission teams would like to go there. So if no one goes there, I'm young-ish, I'll go, all right? <laughs> yeah, so, um, so when, gospel, um, when gospel sharing is limited or restricted, I like to do medical camps. Medical camps, yeah. I will talk more about this later. Um, I'm not a doctor, not a doctor. And, um, but people get healed when we pray for the sick. Yeah, so this is very interesting. I would love to tell you more later, so please stay tuned. So today, the sermon, my, my sermon title is called um, Kingdom Frontliner. Kingdom Frontliner. You know, um, during this thing, um, this COVID time, right, I'm like stuck in Singapore. Yeah, but um, many of my, some of my friends jokingly call me a Kingdom Frontline Worker. I don't know what this means. But then um, they are saying that, oh, because I spend most of the time right now praying for the sick uh, in Singapore and overseas as well via Zoom. Right, so um, let me tell you a bit more. So two months back in April and May, you know, I started to see what is happening in the news and I thought to myself, why don't I start doing something for India? Right, you, you guys see the news. You know how terrible it is, uh, Delta, variant, and all these things. Yeah, so I put a couple of friends together and we ran COVID healing meetings through Zoom. Right, and we do this every other night. So some of my friends caught other friends who are COVID positive and they in turn caught other friends and like many people come to our healing meetings uh, every night, every other night. So um, do you know how COVID, meet, uh, COVID healing meetings look like? Um, there's actually nothing much to look at actually. Yeah, because there, there can be 100 plus people on Zoom, 90 plus of them will be, will be there with their cameras switched off. Why? Because they do not want others to see who they are, right? So there was one time, uh, one man actually switched on his camera by mistake. He's like, uh, whoops. And then after that, how do I off the camera and then switch it off? Right? So in that split second, okay, a few seconds, uh, yeah, I realized the weight of what my team is doing. So um, my team members are like texting me on WhatsApp, saying, hey, Pastor Matt, do you see that? you see that? See what? Behind the camera, right, was a man who is on ventilator and he was gasping for air. It's very not nice, lah. Not nice, huh? And it was so painful to see. He is dying. And I was thinking that no wonder everybody turned their camera off. Huh? So, right, actually those who turn their camera off, they are dying. Wow! And even my translator was COVID positive. It's just that his symptoms were not so severe. Quite heavy for introduction, right? Yeah, so um, missions is real stuff, man. So, and real stuff is not always pretty. 
So I will tell you more about this later in my sermon, so please stay tuned. You know, older folks, right, um, they keep telling me that, oh, youth nowadays, they do not care about God and missions. All they care about is their studies and their future. Nothing else matters. Well, I don't believe them. I don't believe anything of what they just said. You know, I, uh, I look at my social media feed. Um, most of the activists that I see, they are young people. They are calling out racism, talking about free love. Um, doesn't need to be Christian stuff, but they just, they just stand up for things, right? Call things out, call out culture, right? And, and I was just thinking about, about all these things and I said, no, you guys care about stuff. You, uh, and things matter to you, to you guys. And why is this so? Because purpose, you do not need to find purpose because purpose is on the inside. All of us are born with purpose. You and I, we are born with purpose. And that's why you want to be involved with something that is meaningful. Amen? Now, what if you are given a chance to be involved with the front lines with Jesus? Especially during this time, COVID time. And, and you know, Jesus actually talked about this. You can be involved today. So over the next few minutes, I'll be telling you about how you can be involved with the frontline kingdom work by unpacking our scripture for today. Please stay tuned, yeah? <laughs> Please stay all the end. Don't just close the window and all these things, yeah? <laughs> Alright? So okay, so today our scripture is Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 20. Alright? So you can see it on your screen, I think. Right? Um, look through every single word. Examine it. See whether you, if you can find a pattern. Alright? Let me read it for you. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 20. He said to them, meaning Jesus said to his disciples, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, meaning in the name of Jesus, they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands and drink of deadly poison and will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus has spoken to them, he, he was taken up to heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed His words by the sign that, that accompanied it. Amen. So there are two key words that are observed in this passage. One is um, preach and the other one is signs. I want to unpack them for all of us today. Alright, the one, preach. Okay, go into all the world and preach the gospel. This is what Jesus said. And then it was written that the, the disciples went out and preached everywhere. What are some of the reasons that prevent you from sharing the gospel? I'm guessing that some of you might say, oh, because I'm shy, or because I'm afraid that the person will get angry with me. You know, a few people once told me that, oh, pastor, actually, overseas easier. La. Overseas easier to share the gospel. Um, because there, nobody knows me. Well, they are not wrong. It's correct. They are right. Um, do you feel the same? Because uh, I also feel this way as well, you know. You may see that I'm a mission, uh, I'm, a, I'm a country director and all these things, but I do feel this way as well. And this is something that I'm struggling with all the time. Okay? And I keep asking myself this, is my faith more important or their eternal life more important? Can you imagine just because you want to save face, you deprive someone of salvation? Just because you want to save face, you deprive someone of their healing? Wow, 
You know, shyness is not a virtue. It is not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Shyness is called the fear of man. All right? I understand that some of us are not naturally bold. Um, some of us are introverts. I'm an introvert. All right? But we can break the shyness in the name of Jesus. We can overcome it for the sake of the gospel. Amen. So pray for bonus. The Bible says in the book of Acts that the, when the Holy Spirit comes upon those in the upper room, they became bold. Can anybody say amen? Ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you. You know, some of my volunteers in the healing room ministry, um, they are really bold. They pray for people in the church. They pray for people um, on the streets. They pray for them in the parks when they're exercising. This is a pre-COVID, huh? disclaimer. Huh? All right. So um, one of them actually once told me, Pastor, I'm already dead in Christ already. My face does not matter anymore. Wow. You know, when I was younger, uh, I was probably just like you. Uh, I remember coming to church week after week. I remember hearing passionate sermons about missions and I hear pastors talking about healing and I was thinking, man, these people are so weird. Um, yeah, and I'm one of them right now. Okay, so, and... Um, and I keep telling myself, um, I remember asking myself, telling myself, what's so great about the good news? What's so great about good news? Oh yeah, more people, more like Jesus, good, that's a good chime. Um, so what shall we eat for lunch? Eh? <laughs> you know? And all this changed when healing started to happen to me. You know, I grew up with a stutter. I don't talk like this last time. I was talking, I, I don't talk straight on. You know, stuttering? You know, you guys know, right? Yeah, so I don't talk straight. And, and this affected my self-confidence. Then one day, one day, I suddenly stopped stuttering. I suddenly stopped stuttering. It's like a switch, you know? Like, not the playing kind, but it's like an on-off switch. Huh? The dog just turn it off. Yeah, so, um, and when I pray for the sake, I realize that people are getting healed. How I know this? Yeah, because people start to come back with me with medical reports and testimonies. And these are, um, these are healings from serious cases. Eh? That's why I need medical reports, right? Yeah, things like cancer, full body eczema, deafness, partial deafness, full deafness, um, lameness, okay, um, blindness, full blindness, night blindness, different kind of blindness, color blindness. Right? If you cannot see me properly, I'll pray for you later. All right? Yeah. And with every testimony I received, I was like, oh dear. This is getting quite out of control. <laughs> yeah, um, and my heart for the sick grew. P compassion and confidence grew, right? And that's when I started to become really serious about evangelism and missions. Because, you see, praying for the sick is addictive. Missions is addictive. When you witness the power of God moving through you, you will never settle for anything less. Amen. So if healing and miracles are real today, heaven and hell is also just as real. And we must pay attention to the gospel as he has the power to save. So some of you may feel called and you're trying very hard to equip yourself. Um, I want you to remember this. God does not always call the equip, but he equips the call. Amen? Yeah, and this means that the Lord, he is the one who will equip you. Amen? Inf influence healing, breakthroughs, you know, all these things belong to God. There's, we cannot really manufacture them in any way. Amen? Yeah, so um, anyway, this is how my healing ministry started. The Lord started to use me in Singapore and overseas in the mission field as well. So I told you, I, I told you earlier on that I, um, when we were overseas, we did gospel crusades uh, and in places where gospel sharing is restricted, we did medical camps. 
right? So what is medical camps? What do we do there, right? Yeah, so at medical camps, the mission team, right, actually stay put in a room, right? Um, the sick will see the doctors, they will go to the pharmacies, they will collect the medication, and then after that, before they go out of the compound, they will actually come to the room, pass by our room before they go out. So what do we do in the room? We pray for the sick, uh, right? We pray for them, we bless them in the name of Jesus. They do not understand us, we just say in the name of Jesus, Amen. Right? They understand Jesus, but they don't understand the rest of what we say, right? Then, uh, uh, interestingly, um, some of them can get so well and they do not know what to do with the medication. We told them to hey, just keep it, uh, free one, uh, just take it, uh, right? And then, uh, but they remember the name of Jesus and they will go and to the church to find Jesus, right? So, so the interesting is that some of the old folks, right, they even, uh, they, they even went home without their walking sticks. They leave the, their walking sticks, right, in the room. They forgot to take it home because now they don't need any anymore. So, so uh, um, and they, they experienced the power of Jesus because we prayed for them in Jesus' name. So, here's the, here's the point I want to make. In times when preaching is restricted, you can still pray for people. Yeah? You just need to mention the name of Jesus. When I pray for the sake, I literally say this after every prayer. In the name of Jesus, amen. If they don't understand what you say, just say Jesus a lot. <laughs> All right? So, what if healing does not happen? So, what? If healing happens, that's a more important question. You just need to plant a seed. Amen? Yeah? So that's preaching for you. Number two, the second keyword is signs. Okay? And these signs will accompany those who believe. This is what Jesus said. And then, what the disciples did, the Lord worked with them and confirmed His word by the signs that accompanied it. They went and the Lord followed them with His power. All right? So there are four signs listed here. Okay, you can, uh, I want you to check this out. Um, these signs will accompany, not might accompany, but will accompany. All right, accompany who? Accompany them that believe. This means it's not just the pastor or the anointed person, but these signs will accompany every Christian, you and me. Amen. Yeah, and notice the word accompany. Some translations use the word follow. I prefer the word follow. Why? Because it's like some ghost thing follow you, but it's the Holy Spirit, yeah? Okay? Yeah, so uh, anyways, <laughs> this is just something that I picture, okay? And this means, right, this means, right, uh, these signs will follow them that believe. What does this mean? This means that these signs will not just happen in the church, but they will follow you home to your school or to your workplaces when you hang out with your friends, as you go on missions, as you do things for the Lord. These signs will follow you. Amen. So what are the four signs? Okay, four, four things. Number one, they will drive up demons. Number two, they will speak in new tongues. And then there's this curious thing about snakes and drinking poison. Um, kids, um, please do not try this at home, okay? Try this at your friend's home. Okay, no. Um, just don't try this anywhere, all right? Don't try this anywhere, okay? Yeah, just kidding there. Okay, uh, in, case you, in case you took it for real. Okay, anyways. Uh, um, so there's actually a context to this. Um, in Jesus' day, right, it is common for travelers to die from snake bites. So knowing this context, right, what Jesus is saying is that as you are going on missions or doing things for the Lord, you will experience protection from the Lord. Amen? Jesus did not, did not say how all-encompassing this protection will be because missionaries do die in the field, 
look at COVID, all right? Uh, but one thing is for certain, as you are going, you will have testimonies of divine protection. Okay, so the third one, you will experience protection. And number four is physical healing. You will lay your hands on the sick and they will be healed. So how do we explain this? Some of you might have this question. You see, healing is part of the spiritual gifts, correct? But the Bible is clear that only some people have it, not everyone. Let me explain. You see, the gift of, gift of the Spirit is like singing. Okay? All of us, we have mouth. We can sing, right? Some of us sing better than the others. Some of us don't sing so well. But, uh, um, but this doesn't mean that those who are not gifted cannot sing, right? Yeah? So, uh, um, so this is the same thing with healing. Okay? Or speaking in tongues or casting out demons. We are the children of God. We are children with authority. You can pray for the sick and healing will follow. So some of us have more success in this area. So uh, this is what it means by spiritual gifting. Get it? Okay, so basically, right, it all boils down to probability. Those people with higher chance of seeing healing happen, this means that they are gifted. But if you are not gifted, it does not mean that you have zero chances of seeing healing happen. Amen. So how do we improve our chances of seeing healing happen? We can. We can. Just go pray for more people, huh? right? It's simple math. Seriously. Yeah, if you never try, you will never know. Just go and pray. You can be involved. Amen. Yeah, so do you find this helpful? If you find this helpful, why don't you type in the chat, say amen, all right? So now I've explained the passage, right? I understand that some of you have questions. Pastor Matthew, how exactly do I get involved with frontline kingdom work? Now, now, now. Okay? Let me just break this um, question up into two parts. Okay? What can I do? How can I prepare myself? Okay? Number one, what can I do now? Okay? As in now, during the pandemic. Okay? Um, I will actually do you a disservice right, if I tell you exactly what you can do. Right, the fact is that there's actually many things that you can do during the pandemic to meet the needs of others, even remotely. Missions is motivated by the heart, by your heart, and limited only by your creativity. You know, most of us continue to give to Grace Missions and we thank you for that. Yeah, during the pandemic, the prices for basic commodities like rice, potatoes, onions, and all these things, uh, they actually rise very high. Yeah, and many people lost their jobs. So, um, high prices, loss of jobs, this means that people actually starve, all right? They have no money to buy food. And Grace Missions um, um, give timely help, right, um, to, to those people who are not affected by COVID, as in not, as in not COVID positive, uh, so that they won't die, right? So um, some of you join and did ministries for Grace Missions through Zoom, right? Do continue to be involved in this manner. Rem uh, remember at the start of my message, I was telling you about my involvement with India? Yeah, over um, um, April and May, right? You know, the pandemic, right, has really changed the way I look at missions. It's no longer about me and my strengths. It is more about God and His power. How much can I do, right? But in Christ, we can do amazing things, yeah? So, uh, um, and God has given me this opportunity to be involved in the front lines uh, and, and, and more so in life and death situations. You know, I'm not medically trained. I'm just a normal guy like you and me. You, all right? Yeah, but Jesus says that these signs will follow those who believe. Amen. Yeah, you know, just the other day, I received a WhatsApp, a WhatsApp message from a friend in India and he was telling, and he was telling me, Pastor, 
Um, my wife just asked me, um, what if I don't make it? What if I don't make it? You know, when I read, uh, when I read that text message, I just um, broke down. Yeah? You know, with all the news of the deaths in India, the situation was actually very intense. Yeah? I, can feel that, I, I, I can feel this intensity even when chatting, from them from, uh, chatting with them from Singapore. So the team encouraged, uh, encouraged them and we prayed for the people. And then there are actually many miraculous healings that happened. Right? Immediately after the Zoom meeting ends, when they close, when they close, the, when they close the Zoom window, right? Uh, um, there are oxygen levels, right? Because there's this thing clip on their finger, you'll probably get it free soon, right? Uh, um, from 30% gasping for air with the ventilator and it jumped all the way to 98. Is it a coincidence? Not really, because this happens so many times uh, 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 and to, to many people. And of course, there are deaths as well, right? Many deaths. Some of my friends even died. Yeah, and I, I keep thinking that at least some people get healed. Better than no one get healed at all. So this kept me praying for the sick and calling people to pray with them. Um, you know, the next hard hit, the, the next hard hit country is actually Indonesia. Yeah? You can follow the news. Um, pray for Indonesia. Why don't you ask God, what can you do? I believe the Holy Spirit will guide you because you are a child of God. As we go, healing happens. Okay? Distance cannot stop missions from happening. Amen? So, number two, how can I prepare myself? How can I prepare myself? You know, for this kind of power ministries, right, um, you cannot really prepare yourself because it's the power of God, right? How can you manufacture it? Yeah, you cannot, right? So, the power just comes as you go. It comes naturally. There's no need to force anything out, right? Like Colgate, like, don't, like toothpaste, don't need to force it out. Right? However, as you are interacting with people, it'd be good if you can know more about them. Okay? And the rest is on the job training. Right? The Lord will teach you Himself and you learn by experience. So there are three tips that, uh, um, that, um, that I can give you to help you get started. Um, if you want to know more, please stay back for the post-service interview. Right? Yeah? Okay? Number one, be interested in other people's cultures. You know, a large part of kingdom frontline work is about cultures different from your own. You got to be, you got to learn to love different cultures. If not, why would I even want to do things for India, for Indonesia? Because I love them. I love the culture, right? Learn. You need to be open to learn why they do what they do. So here are some ways to get started. Now, one very, uh, very common: try their food, right? It's widely available in Singapore. Just open a food panda, ask your parents to buy them for you, right? Okay, yeah. And learn a few phrases in their language. Some of you know, right? Konnichiwa, arigato. Why? Because you love their culture, right? Yeah, you watch anime. Okay, so uh, um, learn a few phrases in their language. Keep an open mind. Keep an open mind. Ask them why they do what they do. And the, and the, and the last one, um, don't be afraid of asking questions and appearing like a noob, uh. Because everyone there knows that you're a noob. La. So, so stop pretending, okay? Yeah, no need to pretend. Okay, so, so, so the first one is to uh, be interested in other people's culture. Okay? And then you need to strive to be good in what you do. Strive to be good in what you do. You know, whether it's your studies or your work or your ministry in the church, do your best. Okay, in Singapore, we live in a multi multicultural society and when you go online on the internet, it's basically international waters. Okay? You wouldn't know uh, who is watching and who the Lord will use you to touch. Okay? So, uh, um, so what can you do right now? Right? You can, the, 
You can interact with people and you can treat them well, serve them well, okay? No matter who is that, who they might be, because a door might open for you to talk about Jesus. Amen. Okay? Uh, and the last one, um, get overseas experience. Get overseas experience. Go for some extended missions exposure, be it exchange programs or overseas job placements. Uh, go for a mission trip. Go for a mission trip. Um, next time when you get a chance to go overseas for holidays, right? Um, don't just do all the touristy stuff. Some of them are quite lame. Lah, because you're just taking pictures where in a site where thousands of people took it before or millions. Okay? Um, get to know their culture and language. That's even more exciting, okay? For me, lah. I hope that is for you too. Okay, so if you do not know how to prepare yourself, go talk to your pastors. Go talk to Pastor Joey, okay? Uh, I'm sure that we can help you, right? So my time is running out. Okay, so if you want to know more, um, please stay back for the post-service interview. But for now, let me close my sermon by sharing with you a verse which I read during my quiet time last week. This is Acts chapter 2, verse, uh, verse 17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Right? This is not meant to be literal. It's just a manner of speech. What this means is that basically from the young to the old, we will see amazing things happen during our time. You know, the folks in the Old Testament old folks, alright, uh, they believe that only certain chosen people get to do mighty miracles. Because at that time, right, the Spirit of God rests, only rests upon certain chosen people. But things are very different nowadays, right? We pray for the sick and we see people healed and those that are in the healing ministry right now, right, they are, they are, I'm the only pastor there, la. the rest of my volunteers, they're not pastors, but signs and wonders are happening as they pray for the sick. Yeah? And they're not especially gifted, you know. All of them, when they come to me and they are saying, oh, pastor, but, but I'm not gifted. How can I pray now? Of course. And that's why when they pray for the sake right now, they can see signs and wonders happen. I believe that the, that the days of religious superstars are over. Yeah? A new move of God is coming and this time it'll be about a whole people of God rising up and being used mightily by God. One of my favourite verses, Psalm, um, Psalm chapter 110 verse 3a, and I like this in the NKJV version, it says that your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. Amen. And indeed, this is the day of the Lord's power. It is time for this generation to rise up and reclaim the nations for Jesus. And I encourage you to rise up and be counted for the kingdom of God. Get involved. You can be involved. Go meet, uh, go meet a need. Reach out to the people around you. There are foreigners among us and you shall be a blessing to the people around you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Let me just pray for you before I hand the time over to the MC and to the worship team. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, those people who are watching here, Lord, Father, Lord I pray, Lord, Father, their hearts are stirred because, Lord, there is a new generation rising up and, Lord, I, want, I pray that they shall be counted as one of them. They shall be involved. Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. Lord, I pray, Lord, Father, that we shall be involved, that this generation will be an, invo will be an involved generation. They will not be apathetic. I break the apathy right now in the name of Jesus. They shall love the Lord with all their hearts and their soul and all their strength. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you.